Hello, welcome to The Perceptive Photographer, where today we're going to be talking about the importance of practice and how it relates to playing the game. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you are having a wonderful week, getting to do something exciting and joyous in your life, because I think it's important to celebrate joy. And we are moving into the year of the rabbit. For those of you who are aware or not aware of the Chinese New Year, this year becomes the year of the rabbit, which should be a great year, I think, for everybody out there. Also, I wanted to remind everybody that this week's podcast is brought to you by my partner in crime, Lori, whose site, Ritual Mischief, www.ritualmischief.com, is offering 10% off all products to podcast listeners if you use the discount code PODCAST10. And for those of you looking for something coming up for Valentine's Day, she makes some wonderful products, one of which is called a Love You Lotion Bar, which is a wonderful product. And if you're looking for a small gift to give somebody that says you care, make sure you check that out at ritualmischief.com. This week, I wanted to talk about something that a friend of mine said several years ago that has stuck with me and has really sort of shaped and reshaped the way I think about some of the approaches to take to making really good photographs. And I've got a really good friend, great photographer, um, learned a lot, love to share, love to get on the old Zoom call and and catch up, lives across the country. Uh, My friend Ken, hey Ken, out in Maine, uh, was a, a lacrosse coach. And one of the things that Ken said years ago when we first started to get to know each other was that when he was coaching lacrosse, he always viewed the game as the way to evaluate how well practice was going. That in many ways, the result of the game, win or loss, didn't matter that much because what the game was used as the ruler stick for was how well were you executing the things that you were learning in practice? Were you practicing well? was the things that were being coached and were the lessons and ideas and concepts and plays that the coach was trying to have the team work on, were those being executed well? Was the game plan well executed? Was the game plan well thought out? Did he do a good job in preparing? And at the same time, how well did the players execute? Were they able to successfully match up, defend, go on offense and do the things they needed to do? Did they maintain their focus? Were they able to support each other when times got tough in the game? Were they able to lift each other up? Were they able to keep the cohesion that's required for the team to be successful? Did they execute well? Did they understand what was expected of them during that process? And if not, where were those shortcomings and where were those gaps? You know, a couple other things that I think that, you know, not necessarily Ken and I talked about specifically to this piece, but other things that happened in the process of working through this idea of that the game is the measure of the success of practice, that one of the things the game requires is if you're a coach is it requires you to have prepared, come up with a game plan for execution, but it also requires you to at some point look back at what went well, what needs to be changed or altered or improved or worked on, and to look forward to how to prepare for the next time. So the coaches are looking both forward and back, as players are as well, but that's specifically, I think, a responsibility that a coach has. I think coaches have a responsibility to provide inspiration when things are tough or when things are going well, to keep people inspired to do their best, to be their best, and to work cohesively as a team. As players, I think there's an important thing to support each other, to work as a team, to provide teamwork to each other. Are you dependable in your responsibilities? Do you understand what's actually happening in your role and then successfully executing your role so that you're not inadvertently stepping into another part of the field 
or another role on the court that says that that's not what you're really supposed to be focused on. You're breaking apart everything that's been worked on. And then I think there's a set of skills and a set of things that we can see to improve upon. So anyway, a lot happens during a game and a lot happens during practice. And as I got to thinking more and more about this, and this has like been in my head for a long time because I've been thinking about this same concept, the same approach applies to photography in many ways. That if we start to look at the photographs we make, that when we're out photographing because it's important to us, we're at a location that matters, we're on, we've traveled somewhere and we want to get really great photographs of our destination, or it's a trip we've been planning, or it's an idea for a local thing we want to go photograph, that maybe there's a festival, or maybe there's a local park in your neighborhood, or there's a hiking trail and you want to go photograph on that, or there's plants in the yard, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But there's an idea of we want these photographs to be better than just crappy old snapshots, throwaway photographs, photographs that don't matter, photographs that don't do anything. We want them to be something more. That in many ways, when we have that mindset, when we go out, that is similar to playing the game, playing a game, a sports game, where we've hopefully prepared for that. We've hopefully set ourselves up to be as successful as possible. And for a lot of us, that might go to making sure that we have the right lenses in the bag, the right gear. We've, we've got the right shot list. We've done our research about where we want to go. So there's a lot of planning involved. And that's sort of like if we put in the analogy of sports, that's sort of the coaching, prepping for what's coming down the road. But if we start to think about getting out there and we start to think about taking those photographs, have we put ourselves in a position to be the most successful possible? Have we done the things necessary to make sure that when we get out there into the field, that we can execute to the degree we hope we can to get the photographs we want? And more importantly, how would you know that? And to me, this is where that idea of practice comes into play. This is where the practice concept becomes so interesting. Because if I have an idea of what success is supposed to look like, if I have an idea of what I want to achieve, and I take steps to work at that, to break that down into sort of its basic fundamentals and work on those fundamentals and then work on a larger game plan, a larger approach, a larger way of seeing behind the camera. And then I go out and photograph. Then I come back and evaluate my photographs. I potentially could be in a stronger position to understanding my work. And that's why I think one of the lessons to take from this thing that's been in my head for a long time, and uh, Ken's going to be entertained that he's annoyed me now for years with this whole concept in my head. But in that idea that what am I going to practice? How am I going to practice? What do I need to practice? Are things that come from evaluating the work we've made. It comes from sitting down and having a meaningful conversation with yourself and with others about your work. What does that work mean? What does it represent? What works in the photographs? What doesn't work in the photographs? And much like in a sports team concept, we are dependent on our teammates to help lift us up, support us, inspire us, hold us accountable for doing the right thing. And so many times I think one of the mistakes we make in building our photo community and building our photo group is we rely on people of convenience rather than building our team to be successful. So one of the things that I think is important is finding and working 
on getting a successful team? Can we develop a critical conversation about our work in a meaningful way to help us move forward? Or maybe what you've really come to realize and grapple with is that you are technically not that good a photographer, or you're technically not that good of editor and you feel that that is a hindrance, or you're not that good a processor, that's a hindrance. That maybe what you need is to find somebody or someone or a group of people that can help you with that specific part of your practice. Not, oh, here's some YouTube videos to watch about how to edit in Lightroom or process in Lightroom, but here is somebody who can really connect and help me elevate my own understanding to be successful. They're able to speak to me in a way that helps me become better at the thing that I need to be successful in my execution. Now, this isn't going back and finding your weaknesses and making them your focus for your practice. If you're a terrible portrait photographer and don't ever want to be a portrait photographer, I'm not suggesting you go practice portrait photography. But in the things that matter to us, the things that make us successful, I do think it makes a difference. One of the things I had always struggled with being out and about photographing was many times the things I photograph require way different settings. If I've got wildlife, birds in motion, and I've got landscapes, and then I've got street photography, and I'm out on any given day, I might want to photograph all of that. That I struggle by not having my camera properly set up so that when I moved from situation to situation to situation, I could quickly adapt. So I had to spend time with somebody to help me really understand back in the day what a shooting bank was that I could build custom configurations inside my camera that would allow me with a push of a button to make a bunch of alterations to the whole camera so I could quickly switch ISO, base shutter speed, uh, base f-stop. There were a bunch of things that could automatically happen with the way the focus points were selected. All of those things could be programmed into that camera to make me more successful. It was a technical gap I had early on. Coming from the film days, we didn't have that flexibility. So once I got that experience, once I got somebody to help me understand that, and it then required me to go out and practice pushing that button that I had programmed onto the front of my camera so that when I wanted to change shooting banks, it sort of became muscle memory. So I needed the skill level and the practice applied both so that it became easier for me out in the field to become more successful at getting a higher success rate with my photographs. I was no longer frustrated and missing shots because of a technical inaptitude I had in understanding my camera. So I think there's a lot of ways we can go in and look at, again, areas of of concentration that say, when I look at my photographs, what am I missing? What am I lacking in the successful execution of the photograph? Even some of the best photographs, if we think about them, we might have done something a little different. So recognizing that and getting help in recognizing that I think is important because again, everything we do or don't do leading up to the moment we go out to make a good photograph impacts the experience of that photograph. So we may spend a lot of time focusing on the wrong things. Maybe you spend a lot of time planning exactly what's going to happen on your photo shoot. You spend time on Google Maps and all sorts of programs figuring out the right exact location to be but you don't spend time working on how to make sure that your photographs are in critical focus. So you're always slightly disappointed that the photographs feel a little soft to you and you start thinking about running third-party software and all these different things, buying new camera lenses, when really what needs to happen is focus on 
critical focusing with your camera. By looking at your photographs and assessing what you do well and what isn't going well in the photographs tells us then again about approaching our practice. What are the things to photograph? What are the things to focus on so that we get more successful photographs? And practice is something that happens not when we want to be the most successful. Practice happens all the time. If we need to practice things being in focus and you're struggling with focus, every day pick up your camera and make 50, 100 shots doing nothing but practicing getting things in focus. If you struggle with changing settings rapidly on the camera, practice changing settings rapidly on the camera. If you struggle with composition, part of practice might be looking at a lot of photographs and reading books about composition, attending lectures online or in person at the local or national art museums about composition and what makes certain things work in photographs or in paintings or drawings versus other things. Recognizing that the thing that you need in your photograph is the thing you need to work on and that practice is important. So many times I hear people say, well, I haven't picked up my camera in six months and I'm just really struggling to make better photographs, good photographs. I used to be so good at this and I can't do it anymore. Well, you can. The problem is you've gotten rusty. You haven't practiced. You haven't created muscle memory. And muscle memory is not just about pushing buttons. It's literally the big muscle between your ears. Your brain has to be exercised over and over again to make sure it's seeing and understanding and thinking about the nature of the photography and the nature of the way the photos work. So as you think about approaching your practice, as you think about approaching your photography and what you can and can't do to be successful, remember that practice comes from recognizing what is going well and not well in the photographs that you're excited about. And making sure that when we step back that when we think about practice, we recognize that that's in part a team process. It's having the right group of people to support us, to give us the framework and the lattice so that we can continue to grow. That practice occurs before we actually need it. We don't hope that we get the right photograph. We know we can get the right photograph because we've done it so many times in practice, it just becomes our second nature. I hope you spend some time practicing this week, something in your photography to make you Feel like you're taking a step up, taking a step forward, or maybe coming up with a practice plan of these are the ways I'm going to practice, whether it's photographing things in the yard to setting up still lives and practicing lighting, whatever it is for you, find a way to incorporate some practice into your photography, recognizing that it's about helping you understand the success of the photograph. And finally, recognizing that when you get a great photograph, that great photograph happened not because it was an accident, not because it was luck, but because you were prepared and ready for that moment to unfold so that you could get that photograph and that came from your practice. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you at the next one. I guess we'll listen to each other at the next one. But anyway, thanks again for listening to the podcast.